0: Hello all and welcome to episode 108 of the Hillcrest Duo being recorded in the Batcave on Saturday, November 8th, 2019. I am your host, I'm Brad Risto, follow me on Twitter at Brad Risto. I'm joined by the owner of the Batcave, Metal John.
1: You can follow me on Twitter at Metal John Radio.
0: We are indeed back. We have a lot to talk about. I've been out of town. I was in Columbus. We both just watched The Joker again. This is your third time?
1: Third time seeing it.
0: My first time, but we're going to get to that in a little bit. We want to talk about a few other things. You saw some movies. I haven't done much at all, but we both have done something that people are quite literally dying to do. We've both had the Popeye's chicken sandwich.
1: Yes, um, my experience was pretty easy. I went as soon as they opened at ten fifteen a.m. I was like customer number three. There was no line. There was no wait. I got a couple. I got. I tried the spicy and the regular. I got one of each.
0: Did you have it with the pickles? Yeah, of course. You see, I don't have it with the pickles. I don't like pickles.
1: See, I don't really eat the bread, so I just go right for the sandwich. I go right for the chicken. Uh it's good. I, I mean, it's a
0: good bread piece of bread, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, I tried it, but I don't. I bread is the filling part for me. Like that's why I, I like it. Yeah. I get two chicken. I do the same when I go to Chick Fil A. I get two spicy chicken sandwiches, and I throw away all four buns, and I just eat the sandwich and the or the chicken and the pickles.
0: Okay, so see, I just get it without pickles, and I'm not going to say it's worth dying for, but it is of the national chains, the national chains, the Wendy's, the Chick-fil-A, the KFC and the Popeyes, my favorite of them all.
1: Okay, I I I I it's a very good chicken sandwich. I'm not going to hate on it at all. I like it. I I think Popeyes, what separates Popeyes from other chicken places out there is I think they have great batter. Like, it's the batter. Uh, Oh, yeah. And and it's a big chunk of meat. That's the downside to Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, you're getting a chicken breast with very light breaded. But when you get the spicy chicken at Chick-fil-A... I feel like you actually taste the spicy. Spicy chicken sandwich at Popeye's, I don't feel like I tasted any spicy. You need to ask for
0: the extra, basically, spicy mayo or spicy sauce, whatever they put on it. Yeah, I think I, it's I, like I, a spicy I, mayo. That is that is the difference between the two at the uh, uh, Chick-fil-A. It's a spicy breading and a spicy spice they put on the chicken, like at Wendy's, which up until this was my favorite national chain spicy chicken.
1: And that was a good spicy chicken. That's a
0: very good spicy chicken. This, it's just the regular chicken sandwich, and they put a nice little spicy mayo spicy sauce on. And I love their spicy sauce. I think it's great. I wish they would basically do what they do with their regular spicy chicken at Popeye's, which has the best spicy chicken tenders and spicy chicken legs of all the chicken houses, but... I really enjoy it. And
1: Where does KFC rank on your list? Are you not a KFC fan? You know,
0: I've started liking them more since they got the Nashville Hot Oh, chicken. I was just going to say
1: the Nashville Hot is amazing.
0: I like the Nashville Hot. It's spicy. It's got this all this stuff going for it. That one yeah. I like, but the rest of it is meh.
1: Oh, see, I missed the double decker, the 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 two the chicken, double uh, the double down. Oh my the, god, with the cheese the and the attack, ba- oh my the, god. the
0: walking heart attack. You mean there's
1: with no bread, just like I like it.
0: <laughs> I, I know.
1: So no, a,
0: I, I go churches before I'd go to KFC.
1: Ooh. See churches, I like churches for the biscuit. You know. So here's the thing for me. So I like I like Popeye's batter. Yeah. I like KFC's seasoning. Um, and I like Chick Fil A's spiciness on their spicy chicken. So, if there was a way to combo all three of those elements, that would be the perfect chicken sandwich for me. Yeah,
0: I can see that. I uh, when uh, during the because little do you guys know, while everyone in the country is right now trying to get the chicken sandwich, the spicy chicken sandwich from Popeyes in Chicago, we had it for a good. I don't know, two, three months before it went national because we were seeing the ads in this area with the Popeyes ladies at a psychiatrist's office saying how she finally made the perfect chicken sandwich. And I remember getting it all the time, very easily. Then they launched the national campaign and there are lines out the door and car lines out the lot.
1: And fights and...
0: And fights and murders and... Um, yep.
1: Uh, Definitely some good social media entertainment if you want to watch some good videos.
0: I got a tweet from them a few months ago. Let me see if I can find it here. From Popeyes? From Popeyes. Because I had tweeted that you need to make it so you can get this on Uber Eats. And they asked if they would have been able to use it in an ad campaign. Uh, Here it is. It was back in August that I got it. I'm not. I'm not kidding. I'm showing it to you that this is me. Doing. Hi there. What is
1: a good email address our team can reach you at? Brad Risto.
0: Yes. Mm. They and then they didn't ended up. They didn't need my stupid tweet for their ad campaign. As the quality was the ad campaign.
1: Ah. Well, that's cool though. At yes. least, uh, at least Popeye's reached out to you. Pa-
0: they were going and they didn't reach
1: my- out to you ban- to ban you. They reached out to you to no, possibly use to, one of your they tweets. Wanted
0: to use my tweet in a commercial. I could try and find. Did it. you get? Did your tweet get a lot of likes or something? Is that no, why? No, it's just I had was one of the th- because it hadn't gone national yet. Not a lot of people were tweeting specifically about the chicken sandwich. Oh, um, I got and it. I d- directly said about the chicken sandwich. You need to get this on Uber Eats because. I was able to get it at the store no problem, but my office is about five minutes from one, and I use Uber Eats all the time, and it wasn't available on the Uber Eats menu. So I'm like, you need to get this added and get it added quickly.
1: Nice. Well, uh, now that we're both hungry, I did uh, bake some peanut butter cookies with a, with a dash of caramel, if you would like. Caramel? That's yep. the
0: name of your cousin's dog. Yeah, well. well that, that scares me.
1: That's what you're tasting. <laughs> um <laughs> uh and of course selena helped uh, bake them so uh anyways uh yeah so we both tried the chicken popeye sandwich you just came back from columbus i saw on twitter you did go to tim horton's did you get some timbits
0: i got that on thursday all right I got because some timbits
1: I, did you get my favorite the honey dipped
0: i just asked for an assortment of timbits okay the, the, the honey
1: dipped's mine my my number one
0: but i went there they had this one that was nuts with nutella and i'm like well, I want that.
1: I want that. I want it. I want so you got coffee. it,
0: and I got a cup of coffee each day. Uh, you, you said you, your dream is if you ever to win the lottery to just open your own uh, Duncan. And I'm and I told you this. I think you're shooting low. Open the Chicago areas first, Tim Hortons. Just say here, Tim Hortons. Here's five million dollars. I want to open a Tim Hortons in Chicago.
1: Yeah, uh, I I'll do both. Um, I'll do both. If I can. Hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, and outside of that, I know I've been a little bit busy uh, spending a lot of time in the movie theater the last few weeks. Now that winter time has arrived in Chicago, it's time to hibernate and watch movies and play video games and watch a lot of TV. Yeah. Uh, saw a couple of movies, saw the new Terminator, and a uh, quick quick thought on that. Uh,
0: I know what the dark fate is. That much you don't have to worry about um, uh, spoiler. Oh, no, I'm not
1: going to spoil anything. I'm just going to say in the franchise – um, Terminator 1 is my favorite. Terminator 2 is my second favorite. This new Terminator is my third favorite, and I think those are the only three Terminators that ever needed to be made. The, the rest, ones with
0: Linda Hamilton you mean.
1: Yes. <laughs> you can throw all of them in the garbage. You've got Terminator 1, T2, Judgment Day, and this new one, Dark Fate. Yeah. This is, these are the only three Terminator movies that ever need to exist, and there are all three of them are awesome for their own reasons. Not going to spoil anything, but I'll tell you what: if you go back and listen to me and you arguing about the Avengers and all of my problems with mm-hmm. the Last Avengers movie, I mentioned Terminator quite a few times. I mentioned yeah. um, about how uh, things will correct itself. You can change the, you can change things in the past, but the future will still have an outcome it's just going to be slightly different because of what you change it's not oh, going to be completely changed right. and this is exactly what they did in this movie well, without giving out spoilers and 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 i absolutely loved it cuz they don't, did exactly what i want them to do
0: don't worry about giving out spoilers i think most of our listeners are smart smart enough to figure out the title of the f- uh, film is dark fate yes and i'll just give it out for you edward furlong dies
1: I would furlongs not even really in the movie. Exactly, he dies quick.
0: John Connor gone, first act gone. Yeah. You, like I said, our our listeners are smart.
1: Yeah, they just go see it though. There, there's there's that. more to it than just that. But I'm oh, telling sure. you, the other Terminator movies were cash grabs, action flicks, like just. Yeah.
0: They tried the, the first of the – when yeah. they started doing it. When they was, did the
1: real Terminator 3, yeah. The, but but this one, they finally said, you know what? Let's just make a really – they focus more on writing a really good story and, and, and really adding to the timeline and giving everything purpose, giving Linda Hamilton's character purpose, giving Arnold's character purpose. Even though he's not the same Arnold, he's not the same Terminator from the previous films – they gave that character purpose. And um, I've get. got I've got some issues with it. Um, so if you ever see it, we'll we'll sit down and we'll talk about it. Maybe we'll even do a thing where we could binge watch T one, T Two in this new one, and then from there we'll uh don't eat my cat's food. That's for I'm the cats. Give some to the cat. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, um, and I also saw the new Robert Pattinson movie with William Defoe called The Lighthouse. Very good psychological thriller. It's got a lot of Parallels to The Shining, and it's actually getting a lot of comparisons to The Shining. I kind of got that Hitchcock vibe watching this, along with like some Twilight Zone and a little bit of The Shining. Um, just it's two people stuck on an island, mm-hmm. uh, manning the lighthouse, and they are going crazy. Well, and that's what the whole two-hour movie is: is these two guys on an island going crazy. And it's really well done. Robert Pattinson again showing some really good acting chops. Mm-hmm. Um you can't really watch this movie and think, oh yeah, he's gonna be a great Batman, because there's nothing Batman-esque about this. Um but if I was watching it thinking, man, what would Robert Pattinson be good for? He would be a very good superhero villain. Well and and sounds w-
0: very Lovecraftian.
1: Yeah, and He's got some good chops on him, good acting chops. I'm, I'm, I, I am one of those people. I, I'm going to defend Robert Pattinson's casting choice, but I know there's people out there that they, they hate the movie already. They hate the movie before it's made, right. and those people, I'm never gonna change their mind, and I'm never even gonna attempt to. I'm like, you hate the movie already. That's fine. Hate the movie already. Maybe once you see it, you'll change your mind. If not. Oh, well. Um,
0: but they don't want to see the sparkly vampire in a Batman movie. Yeah.
1: Mm. Oh, well. But
0: speaking of a Batman movie, let's talk about a proto-Batman origin movie. I Well, I have no idea what the hell we just saw. <laughs> we saw the Joker.
1: Yes, we saw the Joker and your spoiler-filled review of the Joker between... Uh, Brad Risto and myself, Metal John, is about to begin. Uh, I should note that uh, the movie has been out for five weeks, and it was just in Forbes yesterday that the movie officially made $304 million in North America just after five weeks. Mm-hmm. And um,
0: more importantly, it made the most money for how much it spent.
1: Yes, it had a $62.5 million production budget, which is 15.3 times the amount, becoming the most profitable comic book movie ever. Very impressive. Um, and that's only in five weeks, which means it's just going to keep adding to it. Um, speaking of that, though, real quick, uh, I mean, we're going to have our review. We've both got a lot of thoughts. I've seen the movie three times, so I've got a lot of various thoughts, and some of my thoughts kind of tweak here and there as I watch it <laughs> multiple times. Um, you see,
0: that's what would be the most imp- um a thing i'd want to know more about is what you've noticed on multiple viewings
1: yeah well i'll tell you what the first thing i have i can tell you right now watching this on multiple viewings uh so the first time i watched it um you know i was excited for it i was happy about it i was like wow this is like a really if i was to one thing i'll, I'll i loved about the joker character In all of the Batman universe. Is the fact that he never had an origin story. Right. Other than what other people have given him. Like the falling into the bat of acid. The former mob boss turned crazy clown. You kind of have that. Um, And this movie. I think gave him probably. The most darkest and best origin story. If you ever wanted to give him one. But with that said. After multiple viewings. I've realized more and more. This movie, if you remove Thomas Wayne from mm-hmm. this movie and anything Wayne family from this movie, yep. it's not really a comic book movie. No, it's, it's, it's not. It's more of a mental illness movie. It is. But when you put Thomas Wayne into it, you've automatically made it a comic book movie.
0: And obviously one thing about this movie is it started a whole brouhaha with Martin Scorsese saying comic book movies aren't movies.
1: Yeah, I don't even understand where all that came. I remember him saying that, and then now it's become a whole string of events where every time a director is being interviewed, they're asked that question. Oh, what do you think about Scorsese's comments about comic book movies? What are yours? What's your stance on it? And it's like media feels like they've got to ask every movie director that question now, and I couldn't care less. Like Scorsese, it, it, he he's entitled to his opinion. <laughs>
0: She scared the crap out of me.
1: Uh, He's entitled to his opinion. Yep. And he's a great filmmaker. That's my take on it. I yes. Don't, I don't hate him or care more or less because of how he feels.
0: But my question to you is because there have been a lot of people who feel that this movie does glorify violence. And at least watching it on face value, you can understand that argument. Yeah. At face value. However... There is the coda at the very, very end of this film where he's apparently relating a story to a psychiatrist. And even throughout the entire film, there are multiple times where we're shown one thing and later find out that that never really happened. Yes. So it leads you to believe that all this um, uh, glorification of the violence, or at least of people agreeing with his violent approach... Could be out and out in total BS.
1: Yeah. That's that's one thing I, I loved about this movie is all of the uh, this or that's. <laughs> is this real? Is this not real? Um, and now that I've seen it three times, I've tried to pay more attention to things to say, all right, I wonder if this scene is actually real or is this in his head? Right. It was pretty clear to me on the first viewing that all of the interactions he had with the neighbor girl, that all of that was in his head, like you know him going over to her house and like you know yeah. making out with her, and then the two of them going on a date. I knew all of that was in his head. Um. And 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 then the scene where she comes over to the house and she's like, "Were you following me?" Guessing that was in his head too. Yeah. Um. So. There's a lot of that, yeah. And then at the end, that whole that last scene with psychiatrist always throws me off every single showing because I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, why, why is he just there? Like,
0: well, think back to the beginning of the film where he's asked by his original therapist, "How did you get here?" Shows him in uh, the psychiatric hospital banging his head against the wall. Did he ever leave? Did Any of that really happened? Was this just him putting a piece and piecing together as maybe he did get to go on the talk show and kill the guy who made fun of him? Yeah. But everything else, and obviously murder the three stockbroker douchebags that maybe weren't even really douchebags. Yeah. And murder his mother.
1: Well, another thing I've noticed about that scene... Um, cause he's in the psychiatrist's office and she's like, well, do you remember when you were in the hospital? And it cuts to him really quick, like bashing his face on the door. Yes. The clock on the wall is in the same spot as the clock on the wall in the psychiatrist's office. Don't know if that's just by, you know, by, by chance
0: But I I just have noticed
1: like the door and the clock are like in the same position and it's almost like in his head, he thinks he's in the hospital at that moment and he's just flashing like banging his head on the door. And yeah, there's so many moments of that movie where you're wondering what is real and what is not real. Um, Going back though to what you were saying about glorifying violence. And that's another thing I think I really liked about this movie is that, at least from what we saw, that we assume is probably real, which is um, him murdering those guys on the subway, and then it starting this whole media firestorm of like clown vigilante, you know, killing the rich, blah blah blah. And it was almost like the media fabricated this fantasy story because he didn't do it as a kill the rich. He didn't do it to start a movement. He did it because those guys were beating the crap out of him, and that was his old reaction was to blow their brains out. Well, and and two of them, and the third
0: one was him being out of revenge.
1: Yeah, but I'm saying, but it was one of those things where the media spun it into clown Mm -hmm. vigilante, you know, kill the rich, you know, blah blah. And even Thomas Wayne kind of spun it that way in that on that interview where he's like, you know, yeah, of course he's wearing a mask because you know only cowards hide behind masks and they're all clowns just like my son yeah (laughs) just like my son that's going to be wearing a mask someday too Um, but yeah and and it kind of to me I felt like that. that's like a a, what makes it even more interesting movie is the fact that he didn't do it to start anything he just did it because those guys were picking on him and it turned into this and then I think he kind of got sucked into it too whereas Mm -hmm. why why He went on the Murray show to, you know, to blow his brains out. And that was another thing, too, about the movies. You knew that was going to happen. Yeah. And, you know, the whole movie is like, all right, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. it Well, that is one of
0: my complaints is that this movie, while only at two hours and two minutes of runtime, and that's probably including the end credits, there are times where it really drags and i mean really drags it's slow it's methodical to a point where it's not entirely entertaining
1: yeah i would i would say i i do agree with you on on, on those points too because i feel like even though i've seen it three times and all three times i don't i don't feel bored watching the movie i mean i understand that it's a character development story mm-hmm. and we already know before we sit down and the movie starts
0: yeah.
1: how it's going to turn out he's not gonna die Right. (laughs) He's going to turn out to be one of the most iconic Batman villains ever. Um, You don't need to say one of. Yeah. And, you know, he's going to kill that talk show host. Yeah. (laughs) He kind of got that already figured out because we've seen in the preview him having the different stages of makeup. Mm -hmm. And we kind of knew him in the purple suit and the green hair. That was his final look. And we've seen that already in the preview. So, again, the previews kind of gave away, I think, a little bit too much. Showing him going, you know, on that talk show, hiding behind the curtain, you know, in that final get-up, you kind of knew, okay, this is going to be his final act. He's going to go on that talk show right. and kill that guy. I mean, I had that figured out when I first watched the preview. Um, and you watch the whole movie waiting to get to that point, just watching him develop, and uh, a couple things that were interesting— um, and wanted to get your thoughts on it was this whole storyline about Bruce or I'm sorry, Thomas Wayne possibly being his father.
0: I think that is just like lot, i mean total delusion from his mother and from him i okay I'm not even so you
1: believe how it was portrayed in the movie,
0: yeah, that I'm not willing no. to uh believe, I've, I don't even think um some of the things Thomas Wayne said in the movie were things that were actually set. I think that was still his mind twisting it. I don't think, at least in the way Thomas Wayne has always been portrayed in the popular culture, in the DC media, is as a benevolent person. And I don't think he would have referred to people at the general public as clowns. I think that's in Arthur's twisted mind.
1: Yeah. And I would I would agree, and somebody brought up this point to me and said, well, if you think about it, Thomas Wayne, everything we've ever heard from Thomas Wayne in the comic books has been told through Bruce's eyes.
0: And Alfred's.
1: And Alfred's eyes. So, of course, Thomas Wayne's always going to be a hero. Always going to be a great guy who cared about the city, cared about this, did so much, you know, did all these great things for the city. Um, but in someone else's eyes, maybe not so much. True. Um, and... I mean, that's the thing, is I felt like in this movie, they didn't... Maybe you got the same vibes. did they seem to portray Thomas Wayne as a bit of a villain?
0: They did, and, 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 and too much, so not that, even... It wasn't even anywhere well, in the middle. in the
1: bathroom, though, where he's like, touch my kid again, I'm going to fucking kill you. I was like, holy... God. Well, <laughs> I mean, that,
0: that, that, you, let's be honest, your dad would have done that for oh, you, yeah, too. Oh, yeah, for
1: sure. But, I mean, just to hear him say that, you're like, holy cow. Um, and... By the way, who who builds her playground in the front of a mansion right by the gate? Let's talk (laughs) about that
0: scene in the the bathroom, actually. Up until the point he found out that it was Arthur, he was... um, uh, Thomas Wayne was pretty cordial. Oh, do you want an autograph, pal? Yeah, he He was actually... Even though he was at this event, this... One weird guy cornered him, and he's like, you know what? I can give him an autograph. He's staring
1: at him awkwardly in the bathroom. Yes. which he was does a, that?
0: <laughs> he, he was willing to give him, the, him an autograph and give him the time of day until he found out he was Penny Fleck's son, and in which case he's like, oh, God, this crap again.
1: Well, and the thing is, is he took the time to explain it, too. He said, yes. look, your mom was crazy. You know, she worked for me a long time ago. She adopted you. Like, he kind of cleared the air for Arthur yes. in that moment, when he didn't really have to. He could have just been like... Security, get this clown out of here. You know I mean? He could have just... Yeah. You know, he could have easily done that, but he didn't give him the time of day. So I, I do hear you on that. I um, think
0: that was probably the most honest portrayal of Thomas in the entire movie. It, but yeah, he punched him in the end. But let's be honest, Arthur at that point was deserving a punching.
1: Yeah, he was laughing in his face for no reason and just calling him dad and like really made the yes. whole scene it was, awkward. It was weird. Or a punch in the face, I guess, yes, it was deserved at that moment. Um so, you know, there's some thoughts out there though that people can say, Well, with a guy like Thomas Wayne, who has a lot of power, um, is it possible that he did have this love child and then had the mother committed and had her forge the documents to say he was adopted and then lock her up and, and kind of fabricate all of this thomas wayne does have the money and the power to do something like that correct
0: he would but i just i just find it hard to buy hard I, to swallow I, I
1: would agree because I, i'm just saying that this is what some people think oh there's gonna Not be people. i think it but
0: right uh, i get i believe me i get you and there are people that want to take you down every possible avenue
1: hey, their thoughts worth throwing oh, yeah, out there
0: just like at the very end where he gets freed from the police I think the most logical explanation is that was what he believed could have happened. I think, let's pretend everything up until the point where he blows um Marie's head off is real. He actually does that. He gets arrested. I don't believe he gets um, uh, free. I think he gets taken to the police station, booked, and put into the psychiatric hospital where he was being talked to. And I think the rest of that is all delusion. Him being cheered at by people. Yeah. That definitely didn't happen. I think we can both agree at, at that one that him being freed and everyone cheering for him never happened.
1: Yeah. No, I I, I, I think there's a lot of things because he's always... He kind of lives in his own head. Um, and you can't relate it all to his prescription because you see that he's got his prescription. Mm-hmm. And he's even pretty level um, because... After the kids beat him up in, with the sign issue. Yes. Even he says, you know, I should just let him be. They're just kids. Yeah, he... Like, he even, like, knew, like, I, you know, I, I kind of deserved it because I chased those kids down. I'm letting you know. Um, and and he really didn't have to, and he knew no. that. But then as he was running out of drugs, running out of his prescription, things got elevated in his head. Yes. And, you know, because he was sitting there with his mom the first night we're watching the Murray show. And he imagined himself in the crowd, and Murray yes. kind of hailing him as a hero, and you know, and and so he's kind of imagined that in his head. Then he kind of imagined like him flirting with the the girl that lives down the hall. But then when his drugs ran out, his imagination even went more crazy. Yeah, more he violent.
0: went more dark and more violent, and things just went wrong for him. And I suppose that's. The, let's get to the issue where. There's a lot of people who feel that the face value um, uh, point that the director the, and the writer are trying to get across is that if you push people to their limit, like um, uh, he says in the film, you get what you deserve and you sometimes you can be hailed as a hero. And once again, I said this at the beginning, I'll say it again, if you do view it just without any kind of deeper uh, meaning... That is a point you can easily walk away from this movie seeing. And unfortunately, there are probably a lot of people who, for lack of a better word, might have a similar lifestyle to the way Arthur is portrayed in the movie that could watch this film and say, yeah, you see, I'm okay. It's okay for me to have these violent thoughts. And there are some troubling implications with that.
1: Uh Yeah, no, I I would say that too. Like I, I mean, I'm I'm one of those people though, you know, because I, you know, I have no violence in my background, but I love violent things. I love horror movies, I love video games, I love heavy metal music. There's so many things that I love that are associated with with violent behavior and violence. But yet none of that stuff has ever inspired me to do anything remotely close to being violent. <laughs> um and yeah, People do watch movies, they do play video games, they do listen to music, and they do get inspired to do chaotic, stupid stuff. Um, which again, that's why I think a lot of people would say this movie is a very very good mental health awareness type of movie. Yes. Um, where it's like we need to be more aware of, you know, people that do need help. And even the movie kind of goes into that too, which I think I appreciated more the second and third time is when the girl's like, look, they cut the funding. like He's like, well, where am I going to get my prescriptions from? Like, clearly, he was somebody who knew he needed to help and needed to talk to people because he made that appointment every time. Yep. Like, he willingly went and sat in that room and and did the appointment. He had a job. He did what society says he should be doing and society turned on him. And, you know, and, and going back to what you're saying about his point of like you get what you deserve um you know i i'm a believer in karma and, and what's weird about that phrase is a lot of times somebody does something really crappy and then when it turns on them, you like, you kind of think to yourself well you got what you deserved <laughs> and, i don't uh, because okay of this, so maybe action you did so um,
0: maybe murray made fun of the guy but i don't think he deserved to have his brains blown
1: out uh i No, I I definitely (laughs) don't think anybody should just die because they said or... Made made a guy feel...
0: Because his act sucked. Yeah. And he set himself up to be made fun of. No one's laughing now. Yeah. That... You set yourself up. You're supposed to be a comedian. You need to protect yourself better.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, The laughing condition. What were your thoughts on that? Do you think that that was a real condition he had?
0: That, I probably think, was a real condition, because...
1: I mean, he had the card.
0: Yeah, he had the card.
1: <laughs> um, uh, oh, one thing I'll say about this, a uh, couple couple of picky moments I'll have, first of all. Yeah, let's tell those, let you... those two cops, the yeah. worst two cops in the history of cops on a movie. Yeah. How, but let's just lay this out. So, well, and this also goes back to my point about the Thomas Wayne thing, because this is something that I still think I'm a little suspicious on. So the cops go to interview Arthur. Arthur's not home, but yet his mom has a stroke and is now in the hospital. This happens to take place right after Arthur confronts um, Elford and Bruce at the mansion. And some people are connecting dots here thinking Thomas Wayne sent those guys to go shut her up.
0: You see, I don't then, see that one. I just think they came over and asked him her questions that triggered her to be going to a stroke heart condition.
1: Because and, and, and yeah, and we do get a sign of that earlier. Because remember when he confronts his own mom about the letter? Yeah. she's freaking out in the bathroom and locks him out, and she's yelling and screaming. So we we kind of see that a little, but it's still a little suspicious. Anyway, it is. So I, I'm cops, not going to
0: lie with you. I could, I could definitely see that. Yeah. But also, and
1: it's I kind don't know. Of just passed off. It's like, oh yeah, Actually, we should go talk to her. And I, she's sort of I didn't know if
0: that was Alfred because if that was Alfred, as soon as he had got his uh, arms around, him... remember, this is Alfred. He is a former spy. So he yeah, he's, he's
1: a, he's a he, weak Alfred. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of problems I have with that scene in the because movie. Yeah, of all, you uh, don't put a child's playground in the front yard I, I, of a mansion. I a com- gate.
0: I completely agree. And if that was really that head, could not have been Alfred. So if that was Alfred. He would have gotten his arms free and gotten him by the throat and boom 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 what was
1: this the accent I, I you assumed it was alfred yeah so I, and You've well him we're call him alfred you never we never heard like, him
0: call him alfred but we're assuming it's alfred because he was right there with bruce and he's had that fatherly role it was a i guess vaguely british accent yeah but his inaction when he's getting choked it's like that's not Alfred because if that was Alfred, at the very least, what he would have done would have been, ding, just yeah. rear back and keep running his head into the gate, because yeah. Alfred is a at that age would have been a badass.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, let's see. Uh, Arthur is a pretty strong guy for some reason. In this movie not only is he well, show, d- d- despite guy the fact is, that he has, but then he also rips he rips that portfolio from the uh, yeah. The administrator at, at Arkham. And he it, just rips it out of his... I was like, what the... I was like, this guy weighs like 30 pounds. Because yes, like pound we, we see him... We see him
0: without his shirt on. He is an emaciated corpse.
1: Yeah, but how did he get this upper upper body strength? Plus, he reaches through the gate and he puts him in a choke hold. I know! And he could have killed him. Like, he could have he just strangled him with as much power as he had around Apparently.
0: His Which anyways, is why at least that one no that one with alfred could not have been a faked one that could that one had to be real yeah too many other witnesses
1: around but uh going back to the cops being the two worst cops yes so they find him at the hospital and he just you know walks back into the hospital just blows him off yes and then all right so from that moment on He's um, a
0: person of interest at the uh, yeah, at the a, very a, least a person of interest person in the interest, murders. The
1: cops still want to talk to him, and they can't find him. Even though in the rest of the movie, um, he, he Arthur is in one of two places. He's either in his apartment, mm-hmm. daydreaming, or he's with his mom. With his mom, we don't really see him out and about doing other things. Nope. Hiding. How are the cops not staking out the apartment? How they the did, cops... and they
0: didn't. They let him leave and start going down the stairs and dancing until they started to talk to him. And when, but, and but, real, but
1: before that moment, remember he was at his apartment killing his friend, killing his friend, and his, he even told the other guy. He says, "I'm going to be on the Murray Show tonight." Yeah, <laughs> and you know that little midget guy didn't just run home and cry. Like he went to the cops. <laughs> he he yeah. should have went to the cops and be like, uh, oh, I just witnessed this guy." Murder somebody? He actually told me he's going to be on the Murray show tonight. Yeah. And how, how, how are they not finding him? Like, well, no, 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 not
0: only that. But then the two cops no, continue no, no, no. chasing him. It's even more amazing because not only did he let him go and go to the cops, he had time to put not only clean the blood off his face, reapply makeup, put the rest of the makeup on, get in a suit... And danced halfway down the stairs before the cops got there. Correct. They are the worst cops who ever copped, and they.
1: And and, and not only that, but the cops didn't even try to like run up on them. No, they, they, they said, the "Hey, we need to talk to oh, you." Hey Arthur, we need to talk. They gave
0: him a running start. Why would you? You know, and especially in those stairs, you have a pincer there. Okay, I'm going to be at the top of the stairs. You're going to be at the bottom of the stairs, and we're going to trap him in the middle.
1: Yeah. Or if you're... I mean, clearly they didn't just happen to find him at the, at the stairs. They had to have followed him to that point. Yeah. You think that maybe they would say, well, let's keep following him.
0: Until we know where and, he's and, going, man. Until so, so we we'll
1: get him in a spot where we can corner him, you know, and detain him, and, you know... They they had their opportunity to stop him, yes. and they blew it and because they he ruined it in his head, in Arthur's head. Like he didn't do anything wrong; he wasn't gonna get caught. I mean, he killed those three guys, and he had the gun right next to his bed. He did. He actually never got rid of the gun. He used nope. that same gun to kill Murray.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> um, by the way, the way he killed his friend with the scissors. Was but by,
0: by the way, there me. was one thing that I I'd have to watch the movie again. In his six-shooter, when he killed the three guys, I think he fired seven times.
1: Uh, Okay, so he killed the one guy with one shot. Then the two, head. and then, and he, then shot the he, guy, he shot it. the
0: guy he He grazed. In his and, leg. In yeah. his leg. Then he shot him in the head, and then he came back and shot him twice. That's seven.
1: Mm.
0: You'll, not, so you're going to have to watch it a fourth time now.
1: Yeah, let's <laughs> go. <laughs> we'll be right back. Put it up, boss. <laughs> uh... That was
0: something like, wait, was that seven? Because I pegged in on that while we were watching. I think that was seven shots because he shot four on the train.
1: One. I, well, I think the first two guys, he only shot once.
0: No, each. he. I, so I'm pretty sure one,
1: he... Boom, it was boom, boom. Killed, he, I think he killed the first two guys with one shot each. I thought he did. Been... And that third guy, he shot him in the back of the leg. And then when he got off the train, he shot him in the back and he fell. And then he got up and he shot him two more times. So
0: I don't know. It's so had... that
1: I got four. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure... Uh, I thought there the was big, a... The big guy got four, and the two other guys on the train both died in one shot. See, I so thought I... that
0: one got, the second
1: guy got two, but you... No, you could have. Uh, well, and
0: just... Once once it comes out on video, I'll see it.
1: We'll have to play it. We'll have to count it. Yeah. Count it out. Um, oh, man. What a... I thought that scene was intense. What was your favorite scene in the movie? Let me ask you that. Well, that,
0: that one would have, was a pretty good one, although I suppose I just kind of liked the opening scene where he does chase down the... Kids, if nothing else, for the symmetry for um, him getting laid out in an alley, and I thought that was a fundamental amount
1: cry, of yeah. And then the title of the movie kind of shows up over and over it's and as
0: he's... but him getting mugged in an alley and him being laying in an alley in the same way that later Thomas and Martha Wayne would be. Martha,
1: Martha, Martha. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, I I find this scene. Comical and my favorite scene in the movie. Oh God! It's just is the scene when he's dancing by himself in his underwear. By
0: hey, the way, he deserves what's it. your
1: name. I'm Art. Oh, you're a really good dancer. <laughs> you know who's not? And then boom, he fires the gun and he turns the TV up really loud. And he's like, oh, "I'm watching a war movie, Bob." <laughs> like, I I just I don't know why, but I love that entire scene. I love it from just the scene of like how awkward I mean it is, or he's just there and he's dancing by himself and he's like, "Oh hey." You're a really good dancer. It's your name. You know who's not? Him. Boom. Oh. I just love but, that scene so much.
0: But by the way, him wearing tidy whiteies means he deserves to be in a psychiatric hospital They're forever. Clean, though. deserves it.
1: They're clean. You looked. They're clean. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Uh Joaquin Phoenix though. Let's talk uh, He had
0: a he it was a hell of a performance by him. That yeah. I mean that Oscar
1: t- worthy, would you say? I mean, at this point, we haven't really seen. We haven't seen, um, you know, the Irishman or any of these other movies. Yeah, I, Oscar Bates I find it. Yet, I, it's.
0: I suppose I, I he'll probably be get an Oscar nomination for best actor. I just don't see him being able to get it, especially with it gonna have the uh, the uh, anchor of being comic book movie i think if anyone's gonna get a acting oscar this year for it it probably will be rdj just for the breadth of work he did as tony stark
1: sort of yeah sort of like a combined effort just his
0: all his work and they're saying okay he's done doing this he's been nominated he has the nomination let's just give it to him and move on but I mean, we've been a, wrong a, on that before because yeah. we thought um, uh, Sylvester Stallone was going to get that for Rocky a few years ago.
1: Yeah, we did. Um, no, I mean, I think I think uh, I think Joaquin Phoenix is definitely deserving uh, of a nomination. Uh, as far as giving him the win, that's going to be hard uh, because he is the lead actor in this movie. Mm-hmm. If he was in a supporting role in this movie, he'd I think have he'd a, be a lock because. I, one thing I tend to notice is in in a lot of movies, supporting actors um, when they win are usually villains. Like the yeah. villains always seem to be the supporting actor that win. Um, that's what Heath Ledger won I yes. a, a you know what, I don't think it was a best actor I think it was the best supporting. actor. It was and 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 uh, I mean it would be pretty one. cool though for for two actors in back to back roles playing the same character. <laughs>
0: I just don't um, getting, think he'll getting,
1: get it. Getting, I, I just. Again, we haven't seen all the Oscar bait stuff. Yes, I could. I could. Well, I could definitely. Puccino, De Niro, a lot of those guys coming out, like in in the Irishman. Joe Pesci making his return to film in like thirty years. He's he's in a new movie this year. That's Irishman. I I mean, how do you not possibly assume he's going to get an? I could
0: see him not even being up for the award. Even I could see it. Him not even being in the top five because, as you said. We haven't even seen all the Oscar bait films yet. We're not even two weeks into November. Yeah. And December is when all the big ones are going to be coming out. So, yeah.
1: But but a lot of, I mean, this movie's got a lot of great reviews. It, um, I, I mean, I where it stands right now, though, I think it's my number two of the year. Like, my number one is still What's Upon a of Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a very close number two, though, for me. Oh,
0: there's there's two nominations for you right there with um Dalton. Yep. Rick, Dalton's Rick de- Dalton. <laughs> He's definitely going to get nominated oh, yeah. for Leo's, Best Actor. Leo will
1: get one. Brad Pitt will probably get one. For
0: Best Supporting.
1: And I think Tarantino for directing. I mean, I, I, th- I feel like I Tarantino think... gets there directing. He needs a lot every time he puts out a movie to get directed. You
0: see, I could, in this one, I think the only thing I see getting nominated is Joaquin. I don't think it's going to cut the mustard when it comes to getting... Best picture, best director, no, or best writer. No, I don't writer. think so either. It I might think, get
1: a best writing, though, because it is an original screenplay for Todd Phillips. Well, so. that,
0: that just because it's original, but I d- definitely don't see it being in best picture, or best director. It's just too hard of a thing to break in, and with there being so many good flicks out this year.
1: Yeah, no, I, 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 I tend to agree there. I mean, I'm just. I, I I guess I'm just more thinking of Joaquin's performance uh, being pretty well deserving. Um, but that's just up to this point. I mean, we haven't yeah. seen haven't seen The Irishman yet, which I mean, everything I'm hearing about that is that movie. And gonna then clean there's out. just going to be all <laughs> the
0: December ones. Yeah, all the December ones that we can't even think about the top of our head.
1: Well, and Ford vs. Ferrari is getting a lot of hype too. That comes out next week. I Definitely want to watch that one too. Um, with Christian Bale and Damon. Damon. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, so overall, the, you enjoyed it? Uh, I enjoyed it. It's, you were disturbed? I know some people watch it and they're like, wow, that was kind of disturbing.
0: It was disturbing, but when you... Very dark. It But when you take it from the coda and pretty much say like, okay, so probably about 90% of what we just saw was BS and all in his head, it does cut through a little bit of the disturbing. Although it's also kind of a cop-out, because it's like all those episodes where of television where you say, so-and-so is going to die. Oh, it was all a dream. Oh, it was all a simulation. Oh, it never really happened. Oh, they
1: happened. were already dead.
0: <laughs> it was a dream.
1: La, la, la. Yeah, well, that would be... I. I, I would...
0: But they kind of had to do that, because if you didn't, then... All those arguments that people had about them glorifying the violence and glorifying the villain would have been true if they hadn't thrown that one extra scene in where you could say, like, oh, none of this probably really happened. Okay.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, they left it open. They left a lot of things open. They did. I feel like they left open who his real father is. They did. They left open, uh, you know, because even going back to that point, let's just say... He really is Thomas Wayne's son. Would Thomas Wayne really let his son, even a bastard child, go live in the slums with his mom like who's got mental problems? not. Like, would he not. really abandon him like that? Probably not. Nah. Not when you're a billionaire. You'd be like, "All right, yeah, whatever. I got a love child, but I'm going to I'm going to Put yeah, I kid, I'm going to put the kid in the Cayman Islands somewhere with, like, a rich family. Well, yeah, let's think you know, about like, that. He, but, think, well, he
0: wouldn't let them stay in Gotham. He, his ass yeah. would at least be in Metropolis. Especially in the
1: ghetto, like, you know, or, like, any you know, all it could take is, like, eventually for, yeah. you know... That Especially kid, when he's getting ready to run for mayor for all that stuff to come out. That kid would either be um, in
0: Metropolis, Central City, Star yeah. City. He'd be somewhere else in the country.
1: You know, but at the end of the day, they still left it open to your imagination. Once
0: again, they had to add that coda, though. I mean, it's a kind of a cheap cop-out end yeah. because of that, but you had to do it. And that, and that will probably hurt them with the best um, uh, screenplay, just because they had to throw that in there.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they left a lot of open-ended questions with this movie and, and that's what I really liked about it is just, you know, cause it tell, it just talks more to the Joker's character as the comic book story goes, where it's like, he's psychotic, you know, and you know, and, and they, I, I love how they put a meaning behind him always laughing and finding everything funny. And... And I like how it was sort of a light switch for him, too, where sometimes mm-hmm. he would laugh at very inappropriate moments, yep. and then he would use the condition as, like, the thing, which is why I think it's open at maybe it's not a condition. Maybe it is a condition. Um, you know, because we see that scene where the where the guy makes fun of, the, of the, the short guy, and he asks him if he calls it miniature golf or just golf. <laughs> and Arthur laughs hysterically, but then walks in the hallway and shuts up right away. Yeah. It's almost like a light switch for him. And then there's the scene where the girl's like, don't talk to my son. He goes, oh, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't bothering. And then he just starts laughing in her face. And you're like, man, is is that... He's a nut. Like, again, it could be one of those things where when he's in an awkward situation, laughing makes the awkwardness go away for him. (laughs) Yeah. I would even say the same when he's watching the comedy act. I, I think I really like that scene more in the second and third viewing. So when he's watching the comedian and he's taking notes, if you notice he does not laugh at the jokes, the punchlines. But he laughs at like the off the wall, like not even intentional, like funny moments. Right. Uh, the guy's like, Oh, we me and my wife, we like we like to role play. And, you know, <laughs> and professor, and the whole audience laughs, and then the next comment means absolutely nothing, and Arthur laughs. Yeah. He's like, ha ha, ha. And he kind of looks around like, I'm the only one who found that funny. You know, he found it awkward, and he just laughed, because yes. that was his response to it. Like, he wasn't laughing because anything was funny, he's just more like laughing because he's feeling awkward. Okay. You know, even when he does goes up to the mic to do stand-up, he goes up there, and it's not his condition kicking on, it's just like he feels awkward and nervous and his reaction Mm -hmm. to it is the laugh.
0: Yep. And then he imagines that he did good, but he didn't because he sucks as a comedian. And that, actually, there's one of the things that, um, uh, about this movie I didn't like. The Joker is funny. This guy didn't tell good jokes and that bothered me.
1: Mm. Uh, you know what, though? Where I'm going to disagree with you on is his final punchline. Like, his comment to Murray. I don't know why but. And I'm evil. But. You're gonna Just that scene, though, with Murray, where he's like, You know what you get, Murray? You know what you get? You get what you fucking deserve. And he just blows his head off. And I'm just like, That's mm, awesome. That's a um, Joker moment. Like, I'm that to me ha- is a Joker moment.
0: I'm gonna have to. Go away right now. I'm. <laughs> nine, it Joker one.
1: One. Hug Um. But compared to other Joker moments in other movies and stuff, that is a Joker. That is yes. Like, that is like the real Joker moment right there. And even just when he's dancing on the stairs, like, he's just like, he's even kind of admitting By that the he's way, happy at, the, you're, at this moment. When he's are you his going drugs, to be, if you ever go
0: to New York, are you going to be one of those people that's ruined that neighborhood?
1: Oh, I'm definitely going to the stairs.
0: So you're going to ruin the neighborhood in as well? New York. Brooklyn is in New York. It's one I mean, of the five it's boroughs. Not
1: New York, New York, Brooklyn. New York.
0: It's in one of the five boroughs.
1: Yes, I've and, never uh, been there.
0: Are you so. going? So you're going to go to Brooklyn and be one of the hipster douchebags that ruins Brooklyn? Yes. I no, can't i choose. just
1: want to go see the stairs. <gasps> I'm not going to go like stand on the stairs and dance on the stairs and take photos and dress up and like joke up But I want to go see the stairs
0: because you've seen those photos of people dressed up and some people doing professional photo shoots. Yep. Those people have too Hot much time. Years, man. Uh, well, that has been... Overall, though, I did enjoy this movie. It's not quite a Hollywood blockbuster, but it's also not quite the award-bait film. It's somewhere in between those two. Yeah. And it's also not an art house film. I mean, they did their best for it, but... No, st-
1: well, I would say if you remove the Thomas Wayne storyline...
0: Well, for $60 million, it, it, though, you, yeah. that's still not enough. art to be considered an art house flick, you're at under 10. Yeah. That it's somewhere in between all three of those a summer blockbuster, an award bait film, and some kind of weird art house flick. And it meshes well, but for me, it never fully swirls all together. Like maybe they needed to heat it up a little more, like when you're cooking, but it's a solid four out of five flick for me.
1: All right. Yeah, well, I'm glad you finally saw it, and uh, thanks for letting me see it with you.
0: Yes, and we had margaritas.
1: <laughs> yes, we had margaritas.
0: And... You, we didn't finish it all? I'm like, and, and, here, and, finish! And,
1: and we didn't bring any kids with us, unlike other people. Oh
0: my gosh, they they had to be six or seven years old. Sick Even you're not that irresponsible. You, there's no way you'd take your nephew to see this.
1: No, absolutely
0: not. <laughs> oh my gosh, this... But, yes, we, there were kids in this production with us, and it was weird. And this has been episode 108 of the Hillcrest Duo. We were reviewing The Joker. We recorded it on November 9th, 2019. I have been Brad Risto. Follow me on Twitter at Brad Risto. This has been From the Bat Cave, owned by... I'm Metal John at
1: Metal John Radio on
0: Twitter. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll be back soon. Hello...